Welcome to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show, where we provide resources and answers to all your elder care and caregiver questions. We have a great show lined up for you today. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me in studio is Dr. Michael Wilcox, Brian Peterson, and Crystal Hertas from Golden Heart Senior Care. We will be discussing several topics, but focusing on in-home health care. Also, we're going to talk about uh, paramedicine, and it's a topic that I was unaware of until uh, talking with this team here uh, recently. And it's an important service you need to be aware of to help support you and your loved one's health, safety, and quality of life. I want to remind you, we are broadcasting live and are looking forward to answering your questions. We come to you every Saturday from noon to one to answer your questions on elder care, please feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. Once again, that number is 952-946-6205. Our exceptional show producer, Hunter Haas, will be answering the phones today, along with running the soundboard and keeping us on schedule. Thank you, Hunter. Before we begin today's program, I want to share with you why we host this vital weekly live call-in radio show devoted to all aspects of elder care services, from health care management and planning all the way through end-of-life health care and support. Our purpose is to share important conversations on the needs and desires of our elder population. We provide answers to important questions you need to be aware of regarding elder care and caregiver issues to help you and your loved ones both live well and die well. Each week, we bring you experts from across the elder care spectrum to provide insights and recommendations on how to navigate the complexities and challenges of elder care and how we can help you and your loved ones prepare for the various stages of life's transitions. In addition, we provide vital information for the caregivers who are essential to supporting our elder population. We also talk about the lessons mortality can teach us and the importance of living each day from an eternal perspective and without lifelong regrets. I'm grateful for the opportunity each week to discuss these timely and relevant topics with you, and I am thankful for the tremendous response you, our listening audience, have provided to us regarding this unique radio show. Please continue to send us your questions, comments, and suggestions. This show is brought to you each week by Minnesota Hospice, an independent, physician-owned medical practice serving local Minnesota communities for over 10 years with innovative and comprehensive end-of-life health care. You can contact the compassionate team of experts at Minnesota Hospice by phone at 612-930-3339 or email at radio at mnhospice.com or visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. I also want to invite you to join us, the Minnesota Hospice team, for a free, lively, one-hour panel discussion entitled Know Your Hospice Benefits on Thursday, August 16th at 2 p.m. at the American Legion Post 643 located at 12375 Princeton Avenue in Savage, Minnesota. My team and I will be presenting important information regarding your hospice benefits, veteran and hospice care services, and many other topics. Bring us your questions and come early for the best seats. You can also meet our team of nurses that I call our Blue Angels. They are the best hospice team in the state. We are living in unprecedented times in human history. As the 75 million people of the baby boom generation continue to move into retirement age, our population mix is rapidly shifting. The Social Security Administration reported that over 4 million people are retiring each year. That equates to over 10,000 people every day. The Minnesota State Demographic Center issued a report titled MN2030, Minnesota 2030, and in it, they estimate by the year 2030, the population of Minnesotans age 65 and older 
will be larger than the entire population under age 18 for the first time in the state's history. The need for elder care is growing and will be increasing at an accelerated rate in the coming years. We have economic pressures to face as well. The cost for assisted living communities and skilled nursing facilities is increasing, and many families find they cannot afford those services. In addition, surveys show most people want to age and die in their own homes. These factors are contributing to an exploding caregiving workforce crisis. Minnesota currently has over 585,000 unpaid family and friends playing a critical role in helping older Minnesotans live at home. There is also a growing segment of our population that are called the invisible caregivers that are being called on to help fill the gap as the home health care crisis deepens. These invisible caregivers are minor children as young as eight years old helping to take care of family members. We here in Minnesota are not alone in this extraordinary trend. The rest of the country is facing the same challenging reality. This phenomenon has far-reaching implications for our society, our communities, and our quality of life. For example, back in 1940, when Social Security benefits were first being paid, there were over 40 workers supporting each Social Security recipient. Within this next decade, that ratio will have collapsed to only two workers for every one beneficiary recipient. Each week during this broadcast, we'll be discussing the impact this megatrend, this they call silver tsunami, will have on you and your loved ones and what you can do to prepare for it and enhance the quality of your life and your loved ones. Today, we will be discussing how in-home care services can help provide alternative solutions to this critical situation. Once again, I want to remind everybody in the audience that we are broadcasting live today and every Saturday, and we look forward to taking your questions. You can reach us at 952-946-6205. I would like to introduce my guests today. We'll go through a quick bio on each of them, and we'll get into our topic. First, Dr. Michael Wilcox, MD, is a board-certified family practice physician who has practiced in rural Minnesota for 38 years. He received his Bachelor of Arts degree at the University of Minnesota and his Doctor of Medicine degree also at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Wilcox took his postgraduate training at Hennepin County Medical Center in Minneapolis and completed his Bush Medical Fellowship in Critical and Emergency Care in 1985. Dr. Wilcox is the coordinator at the Emergency Care Plus program for North Memorial Medical Center in Minneapolis and clinical associate professor in the Department of Emergency and Family Medicine at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Wilcox is the medical director for rural EMS services as well as medical director at the Community Paramedic Program at Hennepin Technical College. Dr. Wilcox was an early architect of community paramedicine. Dr. Wilcox offers clinical skills, training, and oversight, CME curriculum development, and the development of policy and protocol outcome analysis and quality assurance initiatives. Also, a national conference speaker, he is a gifted ambassador of community paramedicine. Dr. Wilcox offers to serve in a contract medical director capacity for clients launching their own community paramedic programs. Brian Peterson is president of Golden Heart Senior Care. He's an 11-year veteran, firefighter, and an emergency medical technician for the city of Savage. He is a nationally licensed NREMT and a state-licensed EMSRB, emergency medical technician. He's also completed completing his NREMT license requirement as a community EMT, which will enable him to incorporate those practices into the Golden Heart Senior Care business. Brian and Karina have owned Cal's Market and Garden Center since 2000 and continue to operate that along with Golden Heart Senior Care. Brian graduated from the University of Montana with a degree in business administration with an emphasis in finance. 
And Crystal Hertas is here with us. She's the Director of Operations for Golden Heart Senior Care, where she served in roles as a caregiver, scheduler, billing, intake, evaluations. She's done it all. She has been working in the nursing field for over eight years and has been with Golden Heart Senior Care for four of those years. And I want to thank you all for being here today. This is really exciting. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Thank you. We, uh, we're up against the last minute here, the first segment. So I want to just say that um, my organization, Minnesota Hospice, and you guys have worked together uh, on um, co-patients. And it's been an absolute, absolute privilege to do that. And uh, we uh, really appreciate you being here today. And look forward to uh, to delving into the in-home care services that is so desperately needed in our communities. Um, let's see. How how do people get a hold of you guys here? Do you guys have a phone number and, a, and an email address that works for you guys? Yes. Go ahead, Crystal. Um, so you can contact Brian or I. Um, my phone number is 612-756-1027. And Brian's, what's your number? My uh, cell phone is 612 612- Three six nine zero four eight one, and the office number is nine five two 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 six gold G O L D. All right, well we're up against a break here, and we will be right back to continue our conversation on in-home health care with Golden Heart Senior Care. Mama told me go. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. Hi, this is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design, and I'd like you to tune in to a new program, Drink in the Style. Sundays at 5 p.m., Drink in the Style is going to be a one-hour conversation about interior design and aesthetics, all while enjoying a cocktail created by a local mixologist. Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m., brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. Minnesota has a lot going on this summer, and I don't want to miss a moment of it. However, my carpets remind me of the good times later. That's why I call Zero Res. I'm not willing to waste a beautiful summer weekend washing rugs, so don't worry because the carpet cleaning heroes at Zero Res can help. So schedule your cleaning today by calling 952-ZERO-RES, or you can book online at ZeroResMinnesota.com. Don't forget to ask for the special AM 950 listener pricing. Zero Res, spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for the Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, the Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM 950. The State Fair has always been full of treats. From corn dogs to cheese curds to anything on a stick, now you can add a new furnace and air conditioner to that list. Announcing standard heating and air conditioning State Fair sale. Get a new air conditioner for just $2,500 when you install a new high-efficiency furnace by September 3rd. Discover more about how you can take advantage of standard State Fair sale at standardheatingdeals.com. Standard heating and air conditioning, comfort you deserve. As with their Eat Street sister on Nicollet Avenue, the Bad Waitress at 700 Central and Northeast is committed to working with local purveyors and serving organic food whenever possible. But the Northeast location is a bit more grown up. This finer diner has a full bar serving craft cocktails and a brand new inventive dinner menu, including the chicken and waffle with roasted half chicken, bourbon pickled jalapeno corn waffle, and a roasted poblano gravy. Check out the Northeast menu at thebadwaitress.com. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old.
You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today in studio is Dr. Michael Wilcox, MD, Brian Peterson, and Crystal Hertas from the Golden Heart Senior Care Organization, and we are talking about in-home health care. Dr. Michael Wilcox, Brian, and Crystal, before we get back into our conversation, let's remind our audience how they can reach you on these critical issues of in-home health care. Crystal? Yes. So you can reach us at our phone number, which is 952-226-GOLD. So the last four are 4653, or at our website, goldenheartbloomingtonmn.com. Fantastic. And as a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today and are looking forward to taking your questions on in-home health care services. This can be a very confusing service, uh, primarily for elder care, but it can be for all ages. Um, and we're going to talk about that here uh, during this segment. So feel free to place your call at 952-946-6205. All right, last segment, we started to introduce you guys and your organization. Um, but, but Brian, let's, let's talk about you know, exactly what Golden Heart Senior Care focuses on and what are the services that your organization provides to families and, and communities we try to focus on being a uh, part of the team. Uh, you know, medicine is becoming more and more of a team sport, in, especially in geriatrics. So we want our goal is to be part of the continuum of care, working directly with their primary care physician, and doing as much as possible at home to, to care for the, each each client. Yeah, and I, as I mentioned in the intro um, to this show, is that uh, it's eighty-eight to ninety percent of people all surveyed. Um, at elder care want to remain in their home and they also want to die at home. And that's really a significant thing. I mean, that's how we've done it for generations upon generations. And it's only been in the last, uh, last few decades that we've started to really move people away from home. And, and part of that is, is just the change in how our culture is, a change in how the families are all dispersed now. Um, back in the good old days when you had a, had a, front parlor in your home. I mean, that was where you'd invite people and you could have uh, a loved one that's passed, um, you know, have that reception and things. And so even our architecture and our homes have changed. And so we, we almost can't accommodate this amazing thing at end of life that, we, you know, either we or we know somebody is going to eventually die. And, uh, and the process um, has become so challenging. I was just at a open house this morning in Faribault at uh, the Mill City Senior Living. Uh, fantastic facility. Great facilities are going up all over the metro area. And uh, this is one that has uh, uh, been, been put up by uh, Dr., uh, Dr. Ritchie and um, just a wonderful, wonderful facility. Um, and so the thing is your services that you guys have can go to wherever the person is living. Right, it could be at home. Correct. It, you know, again, it could be in a skilled facility. Right. It could be in an assisted living facility. Yep. Um, discuss how that works and how you guys coordinate that with the facility or the family and maybe other caregivers. Well, typically, uh, most of our care is in home. Uh, like you were saying, it wasn't long ago that three generations would live in one home, and their roles would evolve as as the aging process happened. Now with uh, families being scattered across the country, that the challenge is keeping them at home. So we become an extension of the, the family by taking the direction from the doctor, uh, whether it be in-home comprehensive care, companion care, or all the way to uh, assisting in a facility with somebody who may be a, a dementia patient but wants to remain in assisted living, we become their care attendant. Right, right. And let's, let's make sure the audience understands there's two different levels of in-home care that are licensed by in Minnesota. Uh, one is considered a basic in-home care, and the other is a comprehensive. And uh, do you want to speak to those differences, and, and, and which one are you guys um, set up as? We are set up as comprehensive. That doesn't exclude us from companion. We have some clients that we do as little as a few hours a week, keeping them caught up on meal planning, groceries, cleaning, all the way through to working with folks like you through hospice, end of life, comprehensive care, and that's where Dr. Wilcox's role comes into our, our business as we work under his license that provides the variances to do 
G-tubes, injections, morphine administration, you know, more advanced care. Right, right. And that, that, does that include med passing? Does it include uh, yes. uh, two-person transfers? To, you know, there's a lot of services that, that uh, are out there that are available for families, but it's confusing, again, where they go for these different types of levels of care or different acuities um, that, that families have to deal with. Yeah, it would include all that. Our goal is to not get to a point of having to transfer care. That's the whole model. With, with Mike could speak to community paramedicine. We don't want to have to get to a point with one of our, our folks this, and then say, I'm sorry, we've reached our limit. We're going to help you find the next, you know, company because then the relationships dissolve and then they have to begin anew. We become a part of the relationship all the way through, like I said, to all the way to hospice, and, and that's important to us to, to model our, our community paramedicine program around that. And that's one of the things, as I mentioned earlier, about people want to age in place, die in place. That That's really important as as people get older. They they like that security and comfort of of their home. And uh, in many cases, unfortunately, they, they can't do that they just because of the the nature of the, the support around the home or their their uh, health condition. So, But I do appreciate the needs for having that continuity of care. And as a, as a hospice provider, you know, we are always kind of coming in at the end, at the end of that care process. And um, I think next segment we can probably talk a little bit about that, some of the, the relationships that we've had with you guys. And, Crystal, I know you worked very closely with some of our staff yes. um, with uh, patient care. And I think that was was that, was that also in a, a skilled facility or was that um, in an assisted living facility? Um, no, all of mine with you have been yeah. in home. In home, okay, that's right, yeah. that's right, and, but, and actually, that's where the need is the greatest because there is no other source of help um, when it's in a residential single family or a residential home. Right, and a lot of things too. I was going to say to keep in mind, a lot of people. For example, we have a client that's a Hoyer, and a lot of people think like, oh, if she has to be a Hoyer, we have to go somewhere in home. But what a lot of people don't understand either is a lot of insurances will pay for that Hoyer to be there. They will, you know, at least cover somewhat of the machines or lifts that need to be in home to keep them at home. Right, as, as long as they have a doctor's order for that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and again, that's part of the confusion that uh, in the last minute here, I want to set us up for the next segment. But in that continuum of care going through end of life with hospice, there is such confusion as to who pays for what, what the costs are. I know people are still mystified that the hospice program, which in, which includes all the medical equipment, the hospital bed, the lifts, anything, that's all covered by hospice, right. uh, including the medications that are related to the, the terminal diagnosis. So, um, so a lot of this is it's kind of financially driven for people. As they're they're trying to understand how to best approach managing the care and then paying for that care. Right. Okay. Great. Well, we're up against the clock here. The, I can hear the music starting to fade in. Um, well, let's do this. We'll we'll get back into the show here on this on this next segment, and I want to talk to Dr. Wilcox about the paramedicine area. Okay. I think that's a fascinating area for us. Sure. All right. We'll be right back to continue our conversations with Golden Heart Senior Care Team. About life, my woman brought children for me So I can sing them all my songs and I can tell them stories Most of my boys are with me, some are still This is Lori Swanson. Minnesota's a special place. As your Attorney General, I've stood up to powerful interests to keep it that way. Lori Swanson. From taking on drug companies that inflated prices and forcing a corporate polluter to clean up our drinking water to taking on Donald Trump as he attacks what we value most as Minnesotans. Now I'm running for governor because there's too much at stake to let Donald Trump and the special interests push policies that hurt our state. Swanson for governor. As governor, I'll continue to defend health care for everyone and I'll lower the cost of health care and prescription drugs. I'll work to keep our kids safe in school and defend our schools against drastic cuts that jeopardize our kids' futures and our state's economy. I've been proud to be your Attorney General, and as your Governor, I'll keep standing up for what's right and get things done for Minnesota. Lori Swanson for Governor. Prepared and paid for by Swanson for Governor. 
Get your windows washed before the fall rush. Blue Sky Surface's final sale before fall is this month only, where you can get up to 25 window panes washed inside and out for only $129. Call 651-447-4484. No matter the job size, August is the time to save money on your window cleaning. So beat the fall rush and take advantage of Blue Sky Surface's August sale prices. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Surfaces at 651-447-4484. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake Duroff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show Sundays at 1230. Steve, what are we going to talk about this week? This week we're talking about new proposed tax cuts for home sellers. We're interviewing an agent from Florida talking about the Florida housing market and how to be a snowbird. And we're also taking questions from real estate agents. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to The Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jasia from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. My wife and chef Carrie and I invite you to enjoy our local seasonal fair along with thoughtfully chosen wine and beer lists, a refreshing cocktail selection, and continued dedication to outstanding service. Nightingale's freshly remodeled patio is perfect for dinner, happy hour, brunch, and late night fun. We offer our full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. More at nightingalempls.com. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Haas. It's going to be a rainy weekend. Today, chance of showers with a high near 80. Tonight, chance of thunderstorms with a low around 68. And Sunday, chance of showers, partly sunny with a high near 85. Warner Stallions is celebrating the grand reopening of its remodeled original store in St. Paul this weekend with food and fun for the family. On top of their unbeatable appliance prices, enjoy face painting and treats from Minnesota favorites, Johnny Pops and No Name Steak. Learn more at Warner Stallions. Dot com slash events. Soon we'll be 30 years old. Our songs have been sold. We've traveled around the world and we're still roaming. Soon we'll be 30 years old. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Dr. Michael Wilcox, MD, Brian Peterson, and Crystal Hertas from the Golden Heart Senior Care Organization. And we are talking about in-home health care and what that involves and the advantages and benefits of looking into in-home health care. Uh, Crystal, before we get back into our conversation, would you remind our audience how they can reach you guys? Yes, you can reach us by phone at 952-226-GOLD. That's 952 Four six five three, or at goldenheartbloomingtonmn.com. All right, fantastic. And as a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today and are looking forward to taking your questions regarding in-home care services. Please feel free to call us at 952-946-6205. Last segment, we started talking about you know what is in-home health care, and I want to continue to explore that in this segment, but I also wanted to explore this concept called paramedicine. And Dr. Wilcox, this is a, a big part of your career and Correct. I know a big passion of yours. Yes. Could, we, could we start to talk about that and, and sure. unpack that a little bit here? Certainly. I appreciate the opportunity, Ken, to, to uh, talk a bit about that community paramedicine initiative. Minnesota is very unique in that in 2007, they looked at the concept of having EMS providers provide more community health and in-home care outside of their 911 response. And so at that time, uh, the Minnesota Department of Health, Office of Rural Health, offered an opportunity to train and educate paramedics seasoned who could step up and do this community health work. Since that time, we have had an opportunity to train individuals as community paramedics. There's about 200 individuals in our state right now who have gone through that training. 
In order to get into the program, they have to be a street medic for two years at least. They have to be signed off on by their medical director, and they have to have an interest in doing in-home care and community health. The program to become a community paramedic is offered uh, through the um, Minsky system. That's an academically-based program to achieve certification through the EMS Regulatory Board. They have to complete that program. And what we have found is where these individuals, once they are certified and trained to do this work as a community paramedic, where they really fit nicely, is becoming a member of the team in helping folks stay at home for longer periods of time who have chronic illness. We have found in particular that if you have an individual when they're evaluated by a nurse for uh, what needs they have as far as in-home care is concerned, if you have a, an individual who has three or more chronic illnesses, if you have an individual who's on 10 or more medications, if you have an individual who is on medications that have a tight therapeutic window, like blood thinners and uh, so on, or individuals that have a strong mental health component to their medical history. That's where a community paramedic does very good things in visiting patients in their homes on a regular and ongoing basis. That's where they fit beautifully. We have found that we have uh, community paramedics who visit folks in their homes with these various issues on a weekly basis for an extended period of time. It prevents recurring hospitalizations, and the patients are safer at home. Now, uh, so how is that care paid for then? How yes, that, that care can be paid for in a number of different ways. Uh, in our state, and actually at the federal level, the community paramedic now is recognized as a provider of health care. Now, certain insurance plans then honor that. They will cover that type of service. Uh, in our state, if you're Medicaid or Medicaid, Medicare, recipient of funding, uh, that service is covered by those uh, third-party payers as well. Okay. All right. So there's no there's no age uh, criteria necessarily for this. There, there like is it not. it is for Medicare. That is correct. There's no age criteria. The requests, though, for the services have to be signed off on by the physician who's watching over that patient's care. Right. And what we find in the elder population uh, especially with um, the example you gave of uh, three chronic conditions or 10-plus medications, many times these individuals have a very difficult time getting to a doctor's office. And, you know, in bygone eras, we used to make house calls and uh, go out to the farm and visit people, and you got the chance to see kind of how they're living, their lifestyle, and that helps in making recommendations. And, and so... Um, certainly, you know, in our hospice practice, you know, we are house calls. We do outpatients. So we're going to see people. I can see this being a real benefit. Very much so. These individuals, when they visit patients in their homes, spend at least an hour of time with each patient reviewing their meds, doing vital sign assessments, looking over the, the, uh, the living space to make sure they're in a safe environment, determining who the caregivers are of record, making sure they have adequate food, and so on. Uh, and they're available as a, a resource, a navigator, so to speak, in helping folks achieve additional resources, if necessary, based upon what their needs are. They also make uh, regular contact with the patient's uh, primary care provider. And they operate through a plan of care that has been developed by a nurse and has been, has been signed off on by the physician of record, and they follow that plan of care specifically. Okay, so the, the paramedicine is really an extension then of a, of a doctor's that is scope correct. of practice or, or their, their clinic. It really is, again, taking it back to that house call. Exactly, exactly right. You talk about the cyclic nature of healthcare. You know, when I began my practice in a rural community 45 years ago, I made house calls frequently at that time for folks who were disabled and could not come and visit me. Uh, kind of swung away from that uh, cycle over the last few years with more of a focus on specialty care and so on. What we're finding now is it's, be it's, it's reasonable to maybe move back towards that in-home assessment where you can actually coordinate the care of these folks who need uh, resources of the type that we're talking about. Well, I think there's also maybe uh, what I'm seeing is a bifurcation, a separation 
with um, the needs of the elderly are really different than the needs of maybe a, a, a younger family that has children. Needs to, you know, the, the mother or the father needs to get in the strep throat or whatever it is, and they're mobile. They can get access quickly. I mean, whether it's at a, at a Target or a, a superstore, they can get access. So those are the folks that have the mobility. But again, as we look at at the population that's that's aging and that's elderly, um, we've seen patients that are are diabetic. That's that's a large portion of our population, um, and they have a very difficult time mobility wise uh, getting out of the house. So I can see this being a, a great a great service that's available. Now, are those uh, are the the paramedicine uh, technicians are are they generally located in the uh, communities that they serve, or are they are they just kind of all over the place? I'm just trying to get a feel for how that coverage is. These providers of care come from several different parts of our state and our region, actually nationally uh, also. And what we find is uh, these individuals who are in various areas uh, become community paramedics because they have done a community assessment and they have found that there's a gap in health care within that community that they can help to complement and care and, and take care of. And uh, so they are, they are embedded within the community frequently. They're very close by to where the patients uh, they're servicing live. And it gives them a unique perspective, again, on uh, the culture of the community and what the needs of the community are. Now, how do they get scheduled? How do they schedule their patients to, to make visits? How does that happen? Because that, that can be complicated, the scheduling side of things. You know, a lot of it is based upon what the patient's physician of record feels is appropriate for visiting. Okay? Uh, so the physician, the primary care physician, actually makes the call on that. And they would suggest then to the community paramedic who's a part of the organization, uh, I would like to have you, Brian, for example, visit my patient once a week for the next four weeks, four to six weeks, just to make sure they're staying on track. A lot of times these uh, initial visits begin after a patient has been hospitalized, for example, and they want to make sure they continue to do well at home after that hospitalization. And the hospitals uh, appreciate that because they're they're under strict oversight about not having readmissions. Correct. So there's there's a lot of a lot of emphasis uh, and incentive for the hospitals. So I can see this being a real uh, coordination benefit for for them and the patient. Yes. Um, we we find that uh, in the elder care area, uh, having a patient go see a doctor or go see uh, a, a care provider. It's very taxing. I mean, it's exhausting for them to to make that trip at times. So, I mean, taking this back, as you said, we're kind of cycling back here to the way things were a couple of generations ago, as as Brian mentioned. Um, I think as the population ages, we're going to see just more and more demand for this. Yes. So, I, I I I really appreciate your efforts to try to raise the level of this service, you know, throughout Minnesota, obviously. It's exciting for me to be a part of this. It truly is. Um, So, Brian, tell me, um, are you you going to complete your licensing requirements to do that, or where are you at in terms of being able to do that same type of of service. I've completed the all the criteria and the the education hours and submitted the paperwork. It's just waiting for the papers to come back. But I do believe uh, it's a little bit, community paramedicine is about where paramedics were. I don't know if you're old enough to remember the show Emergency oh, yeah. in the 60s and 70s, where I was, you know, technology was driving this, where they were sending medics to car crashes and transmitting data. I think we're, we're moving in that direction with community paramedicine, especially in chronic uh, illness people. So we can do testing at the bedside or in the home, all the way through to blood work, uh, you know, 16 lead uh, EKGs. So they don't, like you were saying, Minnesota in February, trying to take a chronically ill patient up to St. Paul when that could be done in the comfort of their home is where I really think we're moving. And we're going to move very rapidly. It's just getting the, the concept in place and, and, the, and, you know, the families and doctors understanding what a service this is to people and, and keeping them at home. And healthy. I mean, it's health care versus sick care. We want to work on the health care side of things. Yeah, that's right. Well, and especially in the rural areas. Right. I, yeah. Well, one other area I think that we're rapidly moving to is telecommunication. 
where you'll be able, say, uh, say Brian visits a patient in their home, he has some questions about medically what's going on, uh, he could contact, for example, me as the medical director or the patient's physician and say, Doc, have a look at this rash or fill me in. What do you think about this? Let's talk about this so we can work through a treatment plan by a telecommunication connect. Well, what was interesting, too, uh, just a year ago, I think, uh, Minnesota uh, legislated the fact that um, telemedicine visits um, are covered by insurance. So the insurance companies have to cover those as an office visit. So there's, there's movement towards encouraging the use of that technology Correct. in the future. I, I, I see a, gosh, a wide range of, of ways that we can tie in people closer to real-time health care. Very much so. All right. We are up against a break again here. It's time uh, for us to take a little short break. We'll be right back to continue our conversation with the Golden Heart Senior Care Team. thing more truly Minnesotan than our weather is our state fair. So Standard Heating and Air Conditioning decided to make the most of them both with our state fair sale. Install a high efficiency furnace by September 3rd and you can also get a new air conditioner starting at just $2,500. That's a whole lot of comfort and peace of mind for not a lot of money. Discover how you can take advantage of Standard State Fair Sale at StandardHeatingDeals.com Standard Heating and Air Conditioning Comfort you deserve. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Hi, this is Mike Papantonio from Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire is a direct, smart, and i got to promise you, a fearless progressive talk show. Join me, Mike Papantonio, and my co-host Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Sam Cedar as we take on the large corporate conglomerates and that radical right-wing media that dominate America's airwaves. Ring of Fire, Saturdays from 3 to 6 and Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. On AM 950, it is the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of AM 950's Drink in the Style. Are you a fan of cool? Then let me introduce you to Gus Modern. Available exclusively in the Twin Cities at Habitation Furnishing and Design, Gus Modern is kind of mid-century, kind of contemporary, and 100% cool. Timeless, comfortable, awesome, and through August 19th, 20% off. Visit GusModern.com or stop in at Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and check it out. Warning. Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car-related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Maron, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. Get your windows washed before the fall rush. Blue Sky Surface's final sale before fall is this month only, where you can get up to 25 window panes washed inside and out for only $129. Call 651-447-4484. No matter the job size, August is the time to save money on your window cleaning. So beat the fall rush and take advantage of Blue Sky Surface's August sale prices. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Surface's at 651-447-4484. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and joining me today is Dr. Michael Wilcox, MD, Brian Peterson, and Crystal Hertas from Golden Heart Senior Care. And we are talking about 
in-home healthcare and really some of the innovation that's coming to us using paramedicine, which is a new term for me and I think for many of our audience members. Uh, Crystal, before we jump back to our conversation, would you remind our listeners how they can get in touch with you guys to learn more about what you do, but also to learn more about uh, paramedicine? Yes, you can contact us by phone, which is 952-226-GOLD, 952-226-4653, or at goldenheartbloomingtonmn.com. Thank you for that. As a reminder to our audience, we are live on the air today and are looking forward to taking your questions. Uh, Please feel free to call us at 952-946-9562. 6205. All right, last segment, and this was just fascinating, Dr. Wilcox, talking about the concept of paramedicine and how that can be an extension of a physician in a clinic or in a hospital setting to reach out and really provide a customized uh, care approach with a person at home. Correct. I want to continue to talk about that because I think that's such a new concept for for myself and for our audience members um, about about the benefits of helping that person stay at home longer, not have to deal with the transportation issues that are also very expensive if if it needs to be done with a service. Um, yeah, let's continue to talk more about uh, about what how the evolving side of it is, and I'll also talk about that uh, the telemedicine side or the telecommunication side. Well, I think what we're going to find as folks uh, continue to age, their medical needs tend to increase. And yet, if you can keep them in their homes, adding additional resources, additional team members to assist with their health care, it provides a greater benefit for that patient in the short and long term and also for the families in the short and long term. And so if you look at the continuum of care, if you have a community paramedic as part of that team right from the early part of that continuum, and they continue to be a part of that team right up through the last part of that continuum, which would be hospice care, palliative care, uh, it adds a sense of stability uh, to to the uh, family and to the patient as they go through that process. I think one of the things that uh, we had talked about off-air here a little bit is that the benefit of going out to see a patient in their home setting is that you get a chance to see really how their lifestyle is, uh, their environment. Um, As you talked about, doctor, uh, you get a chance to see kind of the social uh, elements that may be impacting uh, their their, uh, disease management side of it or just maybe increasing um, maybe the severity of the things that they're going through. Yeah, I think we're finding that uh, as a healthcare team, you, you treat the medical needs of the patient, but you may not be successful unless you address the social needs, the economic needs, the cultural needs of that patient as well. Well, and again, another point that we had talked about off air was the cultural diversity mm-hmm. that we now have in our state and how getting person to come out to that environment with the time to get to know them and to, and to customize that, that care plan and understand some of the dynamics that are, that are maybe a part of that environment that they're in. Exactly right. You know, let me give you some, a, a, a personal story that I found very interesting. You know, as part of the work that I do as an educator for community paramedics, they have to spend over 200 hours doing clinical time where they actually go to the home of patients in a primary care setting and do an assessment. And so I've, I've ridden with them. I have been with them. I've seen them in the homes. And what I find refreshing is you'll have these very, uh, very unique elderly folks who just are waiting at the door for you to visit them. Frequently, they have cookies and baked goods and various other things, and, you know, they really do engage you as someone they want to have in their home. But along with that, when you get into the home, you can get a very good feel for um, how they're functioning. You know, like I'll never forget this. I had a very neat little 93-year-old lady who lived alone. She was widowed. And she met us at the door with the cookies and all this stuff, you know, and that was fine. But I could see that she had, she was sitting at her, in her favorite chair. She had all kinds of reading materials next to her. So she was still 
doing the reading and keeping up on current events and all of this stuff. Uh, I knew her neighbors were. I knew what kind of pets she had and all of this stuff. And, of course, when we left her after an hour of spending time with her, she was always wondering, okay, now when will I see you back again? When will I expect to see you back again in all of this, you see? That's an additional piece of patient care that you don't see in a clinic setting. Well, and you can never replicate that. You can and never replicate I, that. I, 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 I share those same fond memories of, of working with people in a hospice setting. Yeah. It's a little bit more intense maybe than it is in a, in a non-hospice setting, but Boy, do they look forward to those visits. I mean, I, I tell you, so. you, I think just that psychosocial element of having someone come visit you. And as Brian mentioned earlier, we're so dispersed. Our families are dispersed. And many of the people that we encounter in our practice don't have family anymore. Yes. I mean, they really are alone. And they say the, some of the most important mm-hmm. things about quality of life at, at, at elder care is, is avoiding loneliness and boredom. You know, that's a great point, Ken. Uh, you know, uh, elderly, unfortunately, when they're not real mobile, become very socially isolated. That's right. And if that continues, it leads them down a pathway of depression and issues related to, to that. Yes. And yes. if you don't address those issues, you're not going to address their chronic illnesses appropriately. No, and the quality of life suffers dramatically. Correct. Well, we're in the last minute of the show here. I want to thank you guys for being here. Um, I want to thank Dr. Michael Wilcox, MD, Brian Peterson, and Crystal Hertas from Golden Heart Senior Care for joining me today and sharing with us important information concerning in-home health care and the concept of paramedicine. Crystal, would you give the audience one more information about how to get in touch with you guys? Yes. You can contact us at 952 952- 226-GOLD, that's 952-226-4653, or at goldenheartbloomingtonmn.com. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please contact us with any questions or comments you have regarding today's conversation, or let us know of topics you'd like for us to discuss on future shows. You can reach us at Minnesota Hospice at 612-930-3339, or email at radio at mnhospice.com, or visit us online at minnesotahospice.com. Next week, I will be talking with Janelle Holt from Coldwell Banker Burnett about real estate issues facing the elderly. Thank you again for listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Healthcare Show, and until next time, live well.